What up, East High? Hello, East High. We're back. Talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. Who are we? We are Condra. I'm Tyler. We're the amateur nerds. We are we are not Condra. You are Condra. I am Tyler. It could be the royal we. Well, are you royal? In my brain. Are you the body politic? Sure. <laughs> my own uh, little universe. This is Wildcat Minute. Again, the show where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. Today we're talking about Minute 34, which starts out with the coda of what I've been looking for. Some doo-doo-doos. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I wrote. I wrote doo-doo-doo. And it ends with Sharpay asking Kelsey what her record of How composure. many of her songs yeah, have, been have been used in musicals? musicals. So it ends what I've been looking for. Uh, I've been looking end. for this song to be over. Am I right? Wow. <laughs> what a dig. No, it was a fine performance, but like not a great song. Like, Well, that's because it's not the real version, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ruined version. False version. Um, well, the song is a weird end. Like they do. They do a couple little more poses. And it's cute. Yeah. The doo-doo-doos they do, like, in a swinging together. They've got each other's microphones. Kind of, like, cross when you're, like, like married people, like, drink together and they link their arms, whatever. Or, like, yeah. bros drinking beer together. <laughs> no, I've never seen that with bros drinking beers together. But, uh, Fred and George in um the fourth Harry Potter movie. That's what okay. it is. But. Well, the song uh, ends with, like, a weird, like, non-resolution it kind of, like, has a couple beats, and then it seems like there should be, like, you know, the one note that yeah. kind of, like, goes bang, and then it just doesn't. Yeah, it goes, yeah, it just ends with these doo-doo-doos, and then it, the music tapers out. It's much more pop-songy in that way, in that the music ends where it's not on a note in the way, like, a musical ends, like, a, a song from a musical ends. Gotcha. And then while they're doing their poses at the end, we get a Darvis reaction in which she's mimicking some of the poses or also posing along with them. And I think that's hysterical. Like she is totally engrossed in their performance. Yeah, she's kind of like hitting the beats and like doing like little mini poses in her chair. Yeah. But yeah, then we get this close up on... Sharpay and Ryan's faces as they're kind of like smiling but huffing and puffing like they're they're, yeah. they're exhausted. And they're grinning but talking to each other. And Sharpay asks him why he did the jazz square. Well, she told him not to do the jazz squares and he says, I, I, I had to do the jazz squares. It's crowd favorite. Everyone loves them. Everyone loves a jazz square, which is funny that he does the jazz squares and he does jazz hand. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, crowd favorite is weird because there's no crowd there. They're only performing for Miss Darbus. Yeah, because everyone else is behind them. <laughs> like, we see them, especially in this ending and when they're standing there, we see everyone behind them watching. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to be doing. Well, everyone else is, like, working on making costumes and stuff. There's, like, a sewing machine in the background. But there's also, like, people just sitting there watching. Yeah, they're like, you know, the, the crew. You don't always have something to do. Sometimes you're just sitting there. But yeah, like I said, crowd favorite. Like, they're only performing for Miss Darbus. They didn't need to do all this weird choreography. Darbus loves a good jazz square, Tyler. Well, but then if Sharpay knew that Darbus liked a jazz square, then why? how come she was mad at Ryan? Because he did not do exactly what she said and made her mess up in the okay, song. fair enough. Um, and then... 
Sharpay kind of casts a glance at Kelsey, who a, starts... A glance, more like a deadly glare. <laughs> She's shooting daggers at Kelsey. Whoa, daggers. Um, but yeah, and then Kelsey starts up the obligatory res- applause. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, clapping, that's what we're doing. Uh, and you know, Kelsey's amusing. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I, I enjoyed that with a very false smile on her face. Yeah, and then we kind of cut back to... Troy and Gabriella trying to un- go unnoticed as they leave their seats and yeah. continue to peer around the yeah. corner, I guess. Meanwhile, Miss Darbus is like, are there any last-minute sign-ups? <gasps> I, I, okay, this is, like, confusing t- to me, like... Because it seems like by now in this movie, there should have been like, oh, Troy and Gabriella are auditioning for the musical. And I don't know, like, I just don't know when they're going <laughs> to when they're gonna do it. I'm so confused. Big mystery still. If not, like, if not, like, just now in this minute, then, like, is someone going to, like, lean back in the next minute and be like, hey, what are you two doing back there? Like, it's just confusing to me. Because we're like 33, 34 minutes into this movie, you'd think like, you know, like the main thrusting thing of the plot would have hit. I mean, we're just, as we said, when the audition started, we're just entering act two. And we've sat through many auditions. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, but usually in my mind, the kind of drama between like, is Troy going to be doing the play or basketball is like the main conflict and usually, by the end of Act One, you know what the main conflict is. The main conflict and, is inside his heart, Tyler. We heard that in Get Your Head in the Game. Well, yeah, okay. His and, head. And more in general, the main conflict is: Will Troy and Gabriella get together? Like, eh. like, well, not like get together in like a gross way, but like. But even like, will they like? Will their relationship work out? I, I think it's more to do with the musical than their relationship because I think their relationship somewhat hinges on. Well, it hinges on the musical, but I'm saying from a, like from a screenwriting standpoint, they have done a better job having Troy and Gabriella's relationship being the driving force of the movie rather than this play, which is kind of very late in the game coming in here and still not being very forthcoming Well, in our main character's involvement in it. You will just have to wait and see when, if, how. It'd be funny if we were just watching a version where Troy and Gabriella never audition and they just go on with their normal lives and just be like, wait, why is Disney Plus? How has no one noticed this? (laughs) That would be very bizarre. Um, but in this, in, so let's go back to this interaction between Sharpay and Kelsey or like this post, the post applause. Okay. Cause. Well, first we have Ryan kind of being mean to this girl in a blue shirt. Yeah. She's got a flower in her hair. We see her sitting in the back watching them. Yeah. She didn't look like someone who had auditioned. She had, yeah. Not someone we saw at least. Yeah. And yeah, Ryan's saying that. To not be discouraged, the theater club. It seems like at first he's saying, don't be discouraged, like everyone should audition. And then he's like, don't be discouraged. We still need other people too. fans. Don't forget to buy tickets. Yeah. 
I wonder if he heard like her mumbling something or something like that. Like, like why do they like? Oh, that wasn't that good anyways, or anything like that. Or like, how come I couldn't? Like, I wonder if she mumbled something and he like picked up on it and like. I mean, I don't know if you should necessarily be defending Ryan here. No, it seems a little out of character. Ryan seems like the more innocent one. Well, that's why I'm wondering if it was something that went awry, like. Or just that he doesn't really know what that he's being mean. Yeah. He's just kind of like, well, everyone knows that, like, I'm going to get the part. So, like, buy tickets because we want people to come. But he just doesn't realize that auditions aren't over yet. Yeah. Even though everyone's kind of wrapping up and Darbus has, like, made last call. Yeah. Again, one day of auditions that take under an hour... Um, presumably in this kind of off period that they have. Mm-hmm. It's a very quick amount of time to be settling all of auditions. Darvis is efficient. I wonder, because we had just talked about Chorus Line. Yeah. And kind of the, kind of like the main thread of Chorus Line is like Michael Douglas being like very judicious and like quick about deciding who isn't and is going to be cast. I mean, they didn't make any like deliberate like callbacks to kind of like the, the framing and staging of at least the movie chorus line where, like, you have Michael Douglas kind of sitting way back in the theater, kind of in the dark. Yeah. Um, I mean, because Miss Darvis is kind of just sitting right in the front, very well illuminated, being, like, being very loud and obnoxious about dismissing people. Yeah. But it would have been kind of funny to have, like, a callback like that. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. That, not that anyone would have gotten it, but just, like, something subtle. Yeah, that would have actually been really cool. I didn't think about that before. That would have been really neat. But I... We got to finish the scene. We're not done the scene yet, Tyler. Uh, we can we can do little tangents in the Well, in no, between. what I'm no, like to for this guesswork and like, oh, Troy and Gabrielle, like are there more auditions? Is this the end of auditions? Oh, okay. Like you're telling scene? me to be patient and see what happens. Yeah. All right, so Ryan bullies this girl kind of uncharacteristically. Yeah, and she walks away, and she does look a little distressed. And he does look like a little hand motion, which, like, seems a little bit more mean than I think he was meaning, but I think he's just a theatrical person, so when he does a hand motion... His wrist is way more into it than he expects. Yeah. And then Kelsey goes... Uh, actually, Sharpe, if you if you want if you, if you do this song, I was just it, it's it's supposed to be slower. So can you can, just please? That's not how she does it. I, I mean, why do you make everyone sound so breathy? They're not <laughs> breathy. You do this every time. I'm like, no, they're not so stuttery. That's um, emotionally. That's the vibe she's got. Yeah, vibe. Yes. Um, I'm but just trying to exaggerate. You know, perform. Are you trying drama. to be Sharpay or Darbus? Um, no, Kelsey is try being like, if you perform the song this way, I was imagining it slower. And Sharpay hinges on that. She's if. like, if. if scoffs as the excuse me yeah she pulls a good old steve martin she goes excuse me exactly not really but i would love to see more steve martin references in decoms yes agreed i think that would be hilarious (laughs) just whip out a banjo start banjoing it up yep uh but she attacks kelsey and is like I've been in 17 school productions. Well, that's not what she says either. Now you're exaggerating. 
Yeah. She, she does, like, the fake friendly uh, thing, which is even meaner. Yeah. She goes, oh, Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. But he doesn't do it three times. <laughs> but um, uh, that is that is a, a hallmark of the kind of polite bullying. Um, she goes, oh, Kelsey, my sawed-off Sondheim. Oh, right, sawed-off Sondheim. <laughs> I forgot the sawed-off Sondheim. And I even looked it up because you were like, what does sawed-off mean? Yeah, and, I mean, I understand, like, literally what sawed off means. Yeah, like, you saw something off. But um, I, I wasn't sure if there was, like, a... There is a colloquial definition meaning short. Okay. So, yeah. Kel- she, she's giving a dig at Kelsey's height. Yeah. Well, how tall was Sondheim? We don't know. I have no idea. Also, comparing Kelsey to Sondheim, like, pretty, yeah. pretty good deal. I, I mean... And, at least and, she's not Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> I mean, even if it was Andrew Lloyd Webber, like that's still a compliment. That's still probably a compliment from Sharpay's perspective because she's seventeen. She probably thinks Andrew Lloyd Webber is the greatest thing ever. Um, yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber is good. I mean, he's, he's just fine. He's just the James Cameron of Broadway. Um, uh, has made the biggest things ever that have just nothing behind them. Yeah. Sondheim, though, very good. A lot, lot of Broadway credibility there. Yeah. Um, well, just good alliteration on Sharpay's part. Um, and she goes like, I've been in 17 musicals. How many musicals have your songs been in? And she and she's like, well, we don't get the answer yet. But it's like, well, sorry that Kelsey didn't write West Side Story or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. you should, like, I would imagine that because they're doing a student's compositions that these are actually really good songs and that they're really going they're really taking a risk by doing an original musical and Mm -hmm. that that kelsey would take that as a compliment even bigger than happening to be cast in a musical which just about anyone can do yeah so if you're curious steven sondheim is 510 (laughs) or was he's like 90 now so he might have shrunk a little (laughs) bit he might have shrunk Um, but so he's not a towering gentleman, but that's about average height. Yeah. I was curious, so that's why I went silent there. I, yeah. I wanted to know how tall he was. That's okay. Yeah, no, I think it is, and we've talked about this a couple of times, where it's really interesting to think about, like, Kelsey composing this music and the school being like, yes, let's perform it. But I wonder, too, how much of that has to do with the, sh- and again, we've kind of talked about this before, but, like, 17 school productions. They're, she's they're just a, firing them off. She's a junior. <laughs> we know there's a spring musicale coming along down the pipe. Like, they have to use student ones or they can't actually afford to do them. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I want to see the the... East High production of Shrek the Musical. Yo. With, yes! <laughs> with oh, Ryan and Shrek makeup <laughs> and Sharpay as Fiona. I want to see That's that. just like the only dumb musical that I could think of. Seussical the Musical? Um, I've never seen that, but it sounds well, could, weird. Do, could, do, I, I, I'm trying to think of like the, like, you know, classic high school productions. Seussical the Musical is like a big one. Yeah. Shrek. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, I feel like one. that one gets done a lot. I mean, because a lot of, basically what happens is a lot of, like, there's, like, sales. Mm-hmm. And so, like, some years that, like, a certain musical is really cheap. That's why, like, a bunch of high schools in the same area will all do the same musical. Yeah. Some years. Annie. Annie. Maybe well, not. Like, that one's more, more like local a younger, community like, theater does yeah. that one more. But, like, in Little Shop of Horrors, would you cast, I wouldn't cast Ryan as Seymour. 
Like, unless he was literally the only person who could hold a note. I, I feel like Ryan would be a pretty good Seymour. I couldn't see him being the dent. Like, I couldn't see him being I would, Mushnick. I would rather him be the dentist. Or the dentist. Like. Um, but, but anyway. Um, let's just dream cast. Ryan as Shrek would be fun. Ryan as Shrek Ryan would be Sweeney am- Todd would be really fun. Amazing. That would be <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. I want to see that. <laughs> I would love Sharpay as um, what's her face? Mrs. From Love Todd. it. Yeah, but just because. <laughs> no, she would be um, the daughter, Joanna? probably. Yeah, she'd be Joanna. Well, that's the thing, because sometimes like Sharpay kind of always expects to be the lead, but Joanna's the bigger part. I like well, the more famous, like, but not like the bigger part, but, but like she, probably the one that fits her range better. Better. Oh, f- I don't and know. like, th- her look. like yeah. Oh, the- Joanna's, like, a wispy, blonde. Yeah, but, like, the lead isn't always, like... Yeah, I don't... I think... The the skinny, blonde girl. Like, yeah, I think Sharpay would actually take a, maybe a, some offense to being Mrs. Lovett. Yeah, that's what... But, but would her ego be like, oh, that's, like, the lead female role? Yeah. I want to be that. Like, th- there's a lot of contradictions in, in yeah. her. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Can we do our decom of the week? Let's do it. I'm trying to guess what this movie's about this week. It's my turn to guess. Yes, and I'm giving you um, a very popular decom, Lemonade Mouth. I've heard of it. You've heard of it. But I know nothing. 2011 about. film. Oh, I thought it was later. Okay. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't know anything about it. I thought it was like 2015. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to give you much because it's very simple plot, but I will say that there are like, it's about a group of five kids. Five kids. They're like high schoolers. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, and this isn't the one based on the book, right? It is based on the book. The Lemonade War? or Not, not the Lemonade War. Lemonade Mouth. Di- Lemonade Mouth. I don't know the book either then. It's fine. I don't know anything about this. All right. So what's Lemonade Mouth about? <laughs> Lemonade Mouth is about a group of five teens. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Um, oh, gosh. Lemonade Mouth. It's such a weird thing. Like... Is it like it's because like lemonade is like supposed to be the good thing that happens after like if life gives you lemons make lemonade and I'm gonna guess it that's what the like the general theme is like so they're they're in a hard situation and they gotta make lemonade out of it. Let's say it's a summer camp and they're camp counselors. Okay. I find that convincing and very decommy. Like, well, it's not Camp Rock, but sure, go on. I know. I was singing Camp Rock. Earlier Whoa. today, um, during our first mic check, that was Camp Rock. Whoa. Um, I don't remember. This is me. Oh, okay. I thought you were singing the song from The Greatest Showman. No, I was singing Camp Rock. Um, so, five camp counselors. They One of them's been going there like a really long time. One of them's kind of new and doesn't quite know what's going on. And... One of them's from an ethnic minority. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then the other two are, like, less prominent, but they're there kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. They're, like, in the group of five. When there's a group of five, there's, like, three prominent ones and then two that are still there. It's, like, they're the, um, they're Phil and Lil from the Rugrats. Like, they're... (laughs) They're part of the group, but they're just, like, the least interesting ones. Exactly. Um, and they, there's, like, this camp battle thing. I'm making this so much into camp rock. It's actually a problem. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm going to go with it. And because, well, 
it's not quite Camp Rock. I'm making it work. Um, so the new kid is having this really hard time, and they're, like, struggling, like, to figure out how to connect with their kids and, like, connect with these their peers and, like, who are they and all of this, and, like, they're nervous about their new town and stuff. But over the course of, like, so maybe the camp, cabin things. I never went to a camp, so these are all based on, like, other cabins. Yeah. Like, the cabins divide into teams, and they have, like, this battle throughout the summer, and there's, like, this prank war, or, or, like, they have to, like... I love a prank war. They have to, like, compete for prizes. Like, they have to compete in, like, the canoeing, whatever. They, like, whoever's the best canoer and swimming and all those kind of things. Like, they're slowly building points over the summer. But the prank war starts to, like, go a little wrong. A little too far. A little too far. And they're like, how do I, ro- like, rope my kids back in, but also, like, keep them encouraged and inspired? And they end up, find- they end up instead of doing, like, malicious pranks, they do, like, positive, like, it ends oh, with, like, them. positive pranks? Well, like, okay. Surprise, so- you won the lottery. No, so, at, well, at my undergrad, we used to, do, we used to declare love or declare war on other buildings, like, that was, like, a position in house council you could do is be the lover, um, love and war count, I don't remember. Sure. Yeah, but, like, some of it would be, like, writing nice, thi- like, chalk bombing, but with really nice compliments or, like, yeah. decorating a section. There's like- actually a sketch in the um, reboot of all that where um, there's these, like, two, like, kids who are, like, YouTubers. Mm-hmm. They, like, prank people, but all the pranks they do are, like, really nice. They're like, we bought this kid a brand new pair of basketball shoes. He's going to open his locker and be so surprised. It's so cute. <laughs> like, it's kind of it's a funny sketch, yeah. Yeah, um, but so... It's this it's this kid that can't quite figure out how to fit in that's like, wait a second, maybe we can try and make it nice and like instills this idea and then all the kid like all the kids stop fighting like all this fighting and chaos. So that's- is there like a climactic scene? He like stops a food fight in the middle <laughs> of the day and he's like, not enough. And Ooh, and is this where the title comes in? In the middle of the food fight. Oh, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, sure, let's go with that. Um, but all the other camp counselors are like, no, this kid's right, and they all kind of like team up together. Instead of fighting against each other, they make good out of the, the summer. And I do love a food fight, too. I, I know. I mean, it's a classic camp thing. Yeah, I mean, we, we won't be able to cover Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Because we both know too much about it. Because we both know the plot already. <laughs> But that movie does have three food fights in it's it. It's so good. Um, okay. I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. It's fine. Um, Lemonade Mouth. I, see, I haven't seen it, but I, I know a lot of people listening probably have. It's one of the more popular DCOMs. Um, it is a kind of musical-themed oh. DCOM. It is about five high schoolers who meet in detention and form a band. What? <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. This um, is so much better than my pitch. The cast includes Bridget Mendler, who is a, a familiar name. She does voice Arietti in the... Um, oh, okay. That's probably why I know the name. And a couple other credits. There's Adam Hicks, who plays Luther in Zeke and Luther. Yeah. Haley Kiyoko, um, the singer. um, Amazing. Naomi Scott. Maybe that's why I've actually heard of this movie, because she's in it. um, Naomi Scott, who played Jasmine in Aladdin. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, And Blake Michael, who was on Dog with a Blog. Yep. 
Um, and also Christopher McDonald plays the principal. Um, Christopher McDonald. Uh, he plays Shooter McGavin yeah. in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. He's like a classic like jerk actor. Yeah. And the principal's kind of like the antagonist. Okay. So they all have detention and they like they all have like their own kind of individual problems in their lives. Breakfast club esque. Yeah, I guess. And the music teacher who's supervising detention is like, you guys should do something productive. Start a band. Um, and then they have their band. And then there's this evil band called Mudslide Crush. They're not evil, but they're like the other band. Yeah. Um, they're and the one rival. Time, yeah. One time, the the like the lead girl gets into an argument with the guy from Mudslide Crush. And she like spits lemonade at him. And he calls her Lemonade Mouth. And that's how they get the name of the band. Kind of dumb. Kind of dumb. And also, you don't spit lemonade at people or anything at people because that's not nice. Um, also, the lemonade machine is being removed from the cafeteria or something. And that's like a, pl- a part of the plot of the movie. It's a big deal, apparently. Um, and then, you know, they're like they're like getting success and then like everyone gets like injured or sick and then can't can't play like the big show. But then they play a big show and um, they're like their big hit song is called Determinate. And I think, in general, the movies kind of has, like, these positive vibes of, like, self-expression and stick up for yourself. Nice. Um, and it ends with a big, like, concert at Madison Square Garden. I think, Dude. like, kind of like a, kind of like a, not a fantasy sequence, or like maybe like a flash forward or like, and then they went on and then there's this big show. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, that's Lemonade Mouth. Not, like, the entire plot. Like, each of the characters has, like, their own individual problems mm-hmm. that gets, like, solved over the course of the movie. Okay. Um, what is, yeah. What, what did you know? What Haley Kiyoko's was? No, I no, didn't. Darn. Um, but yeah. Cool. That's Lemonade Mouth. I'm ninety percent sure it's on Disney Plus. It's a fairly popular. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm hundred percent sure that one is. But yeah, Condor, that was minute thirty four and Lemonade Mouth. Where can people find us on the internet? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T Y L E R B O U D Y. Send us an email at amateurnerdspresent at gmail dot com. Uh, tell a friend about us. That's fun. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our music was composed by Joe Winslow at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler Boudreau, and we'll get you next time for more, maybe Troy and Gabriella auditioning? Question mark? Question mark? I'm not sure about that, but we'll be here. You can bet on it. <laughs>